0: Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk a bit about making a backstory for your characters. Is it worth it? Let's dive in. So, many actors, many acting teachers, will profess this idea that you should always create a rich and detailed backstory for the characters you are playing. However, I notice not many actors do this, at least those that I've talked to. And it doesn't seem like something you hear from every actor. In fact, I've heard acting teachers say you shouldn't bother with one at all. So I just wanted to weigh in and give you some tips and tricks to how you can use a backstory to make the most out of your performances. Now, as always, with any advice that I give or that you hear, take it with a grain of salt. It might work for you. It might not. It's a good idea to test these things out to see what they do for you and then pick and choose which tools work best for your performances. I always think it's beneficial to try out a tool, and even if it doesn't work, maybe give it a year or two and try it again, just to see if it has grown in some way for you. Also, not every role will require the same tools. If you don't have time to work on the performance before a film, let's say you're cast and you're on set the next day, then spending all your time on backstory is probably not beneficial, right? You're going to show up to set, have all these ideas about the past of the character that no one will ever see and you won't have your lines down. So obviously we want to put our tools to the best use we can when time allows. But let's first talk about what exactly is a character backstory? I'm sure many of you know, but just to break it down, the backstory is simply what happened to the character prior to the start of the scene, right? Their history, their life. And that's something that you might have hints of from the script, or you might just have to completely build it out on your own. But usually there's some hints in the script as to what kind of life your character had before the story events started to take place. And you can then run with those ideas and flesh them out as much as you'd like. Now, what's the benefit of doing this work? What's the benefit of creating a rich backstory for your character? Well, for one, it can give you some solid grounding. It can make the character a... The character... The character a more visceral human for you to step into, someone you know a bit better. It can give you confidence, right? You become the expert of the character in many ways, so that confidence you can then bring to the performance. However, there are reasons that people push back against it. Sometimes it can lock you into choices, If you believe your character responds a certain way to a stimulus, then you might not actually be present in the moment of a scene. You might be too focused on this predetermined way you've decided this character responds. When in reality, even if we respond to something the same way a thousand times, it might be different the next time. You know, we don't know. We don't always know how we're going to respond ourselves. So how can we expect to always know how a character would respond to something? We have to make sure we can still leave ourselves open. Walking Phoenix says he never truly knows the character. He wants to go into it not really knowing exactly what is going to happen on the day because then he's open to the moment. And that's the other thing is sometimes if you dive deep into this backstory it leaves you inflexible with what the other actors might bring Viola Davis talks about how all the work she does beforehand kind of goes out the window when she steps into the scene and is then bouncing off of of another performer but if you're so rigid in your backstory again and how your character is if you've defined them so clearly then it might be tougher for you to bounce around with what's being given and to make new discoveries in that way. You know, A lot of the discoveries we have come from just being in the moment and being malleable and flexible to what our scene partners are giving us. The other trap of a backstory can be that sometimes you almost start to have this subconscious desire to show that backstory in some way. In a way that isn't really enhancing the script or the story you're actually trying to tell. In a way that maybe supersedes the listening in the moment and instead becomes an idea you have about how to show an element of the backstory you came up with. Now does this mean that you should just never do backstories? Again, do what works for you. If you find this tool to be helpful for you, then keep doing it. I think maybe, you know, if you take on a character backstory, just remind yourself that ultimately when you get to set, when you get on stage, you're going to let that stuff go and just trust that it's there. That's the thing. You have to let it go when you get to the role, when you get to work when you're working with your scene partners and the director. And just trust that that stuff will be there if it needs to come up. If it doesn't come up, then it probably didn't need to. As long as you're listening and connected to the moment and to your scene partners, then just trust. Just trust that the work will be there if it needs to be. Now, if you do decided that you do want to go ahead and create a character backstory, good for you. If you decided against it, well, I guess you could shut this off and I'll see you next time. Or you could stick around and at least listen to more of the technique. Viggo Mortensen says when he takes on a role, the backstory he fleshes out starts from the first heartbeat to the first page of the script. He fleshes out everything everything from that point on. Now, that might work for you to go that detailed, to start with childhood and flesh everything out there, to go into the teenage years, into adulthood, every relationship they've ever had, every job they've ever held, every argument, everything. That might help you. Seems like a lot to me. I've never done something that extensive. Now, I don't know exactly how much detail he puts into all of it, you know, I don't know if he's going day by day. Probably not, right? Probably not. When I was five years old, three months, two days in, I had Jello. The Jello was not very good. I don't think he's doing that. Probably a bit more broad strokes and more about the relationships in his life, the formulative events that took place for the character, things like that. And so another method that you can use is to interrogate your character or interview them, if interrogate seems like too harsh of a word. But essentially, just start asking your character questions, big and small. Who was your best friend growing up? What do you think the meaning of life is? What's your favorite type of bug? Big questions and small questions so that you're answering and thinking like the character. I think that's the real important part of that technique when you're interviewing your character. Because actors, sometimes we can get so obsessed with this idea of getting into character. How do I get into character? How do I create the character? I think the biggest element in that is just trust. Just trust that, first off, you are enough. Because a lot of times when we are creating a character, it can come from this place of lack. Like, there's no way I can just bring myself to this role because I am not going to be enough for it. I have to come up with the way they walk and the way they talk and if they smoke cigarettes with their left or their right hand. And and I'm not trying to poo-poo on any of that stuff either. I'm just saying, if you're creating from a place of abundance, from a place of joy, like, ooh, I can't wait to find out how they walk, things like that. That's different than creating from a place of lack, from a place of where you feel like you're not enough, and so that's why you have to do all this extra work. The work should be more about curiosity and exploration, not this desperate need or fear that you're not enough, if that makes sense. So ultimately, when you're answering these questions, try to just think like the character. Whatever that means. There's no right or wrong way to do it, right? Especially when you're just creating this backstory. There's no right or wrong way. Just start thinking like the character. Give yourself permission. Turn on the light of the character. That's something an old acting coach used to say to me was, it's just like flipping a switch. One moment, you're viewing the world through your own eyes and ears and body. Flip the switch and then you're the character. Now, are things going to be drastic? Probably not. Even if you're playing a character that's a caveman and you flip on that switch and, you know, don't start screaming about all the technology in the world because you don't understand it. I'm not saying that. But just taking in the world, taking in things around you through the lens of the character and give yourself, one, permission to do that. And two, the acceptance that I'm just experimenting and I'm curious and I don't know what's going to hit me right now, but something is and I'll just go with whatever it is. Give yourself that permission and that trust that if you flip the switch, you are indeed looking through the eyes of the character. Ultimately, I think it's about not allowing this idea of the character to become this mountaintop you have to climb. It's not that drastic. Character is revealed through the actions in the story and the words that the character says, right? the events that take place with that character. So bare minimum, if you just show up and do your part in the story and say your lines, you're going to help continue that story along. The extra work is the stuff that we're looking at now. How do we enrich it? How do we go deeper into the story? But trust that you've already got it. You are enough. So you can either go the Vigo Mortensen method, right? And go fully detailed from your birth to the start. You can interview the character. And of course, you can always combine these things. You don't have to do one or the other. And then the last thing you should do, if you're working on backstory, is daydream. Now, this is a technique from Sanford Meisner and probably some other acting coaches too that I'm not aware of or that I've read and have forgotten to give credit to. I apologize. I read a lot of acting books, so... The idea is just kind of muddle in all together at some point. But essentially, you're just going to vividly imagine a memory. So for example, I'm in a show right now called Mirror Mirror. And I'm playing a character by the name of Badger Byers. And what I like to do, rather than writing out a full backstory from birth to the start of the script is I take notes as I read through the script of anything my character mentions that is not present in the story, that the audience will not see. And then I will find time to daydream about those events. So for example, in the story, I talk a couple of different times about my mother who is in the hospital from smoking cigarettes. Now, there must be a deeper reason why she's there, (laughs) But that's what the character says. At one point he quite literally says, cigarettes killed my mother. And so, what I'll do then is I will daydream visiting my mother in the hospital. I'll close my eyes and I will imagine pulling up in my car in the parking lot, getting out, walking, what the temperature feels like that day. What am I wearing? How do I feel? Did I just eat? Am I thirsty? Am I tired? I imagine walking through the doors, seeing the other people in the hospital, checking in with the nurse, trying to find out where her room is. Walking to her room. How do I feel then? Am I nervous? Is the elevator coming fast or slow? Do I decide to take the stairs instead? But I imagine all of these things up to the point where I'm with her. What she looks like. What it smells like in the room. Are there any noises I can hear in the room, outside of the room? What are the color of the sheets? What are the color of the walls? I just sensorially picture this. Live through it. And I try not to question it too much, you know? If I see the sheets, and I think they're blue, and then I pull myself out and think, oh, that's dumb, they wouldn't be blue sheets, they'd be red. Then then it's, I'm I'm trying to make literally this imagination into some kind of perfect cohesion, and that's just silly. He says, after talking you through how to imagine a memory. But, truly... We don't want to be too harsh on ourselves when we're performing, so we're not going to do that to ourselves here. Don't be overly critical because it will just start to make you feel, again, this sense of lack, this sense of, oh, I'm not doing it right, so it must be wrong, so I must not be good, and you can just start to spiral that way. No, instead I just go with the impulses, whatever my first instinct is. What do I smell? I smell cinnamon. I don't know why I smell cinnamon, but that's the first thing I thought of. And then you come out and you test it just by going back to rehearsal or going into the show and not conjuring that image back in your head when you talk about when I talk about my mother being in the hospital I'm not going to try and conjure all of that again I'm still just going to be communicating with my scene partner that's what it's all about and there might be more weight added to it that time but there also might not be Because again, we don't want to hold on to this stuff. We don't want to hold on to the backstory work that we do. It's all stuff we do beforehand that we then have to let go so that we can deal with the moment at hand and connect with our scene partners. That's what's most important. So I hope this helps. Character backstory, definitely try it out. I have found it to be helpful in some of my work. And other times I haven't either had the time to use it or the need to use it. You know, sometimes the character is so close to us that we play that it doesn't seem as necessary to flesh out all of these past details. And again, sometimes you get a role and you show up the next day and you have to shoot it. So you should focus on probably the scene at that point. The relationships, not necessarily the backstory. But if you have time, then yeah. Do some work on that backstory. Thanks for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review so that you could help more people find the podcast. And it would also just help me grow. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you have any ideas for episodes you'd like to hear in the future, you can leave that in the comments as well. Or you can head over to Instagram and TikTok. Let me know there. Both of those channels are The Acting Notes. Or head over to YouTube at The Acting Notes channel. There should be a new episode coming up soon. It is going to be about making bold choices in your auditions. So be sure to subscribe there so you don't miss out on any great content. And thank you again for listening. I'm Justin Powell. Have a good day. Peace.